0: Hello, everyone. I'm Lauren, president of ISAC in u Welcome to our podcast. We started this podcast to raise awareness on our organization and provide you with information about what ISAC has to offer. During the podcast, we'll handle topics like international ISAC exchanges. We will also talk about the experiences of members or alumni. If you want to learn more about ISAC in New antwerp check out our Instagram at ISAC in or our website, isaac.org. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Welcome everyone to the ISAAC podcast ISAAC in New Antwerp. I am Fabienne Smit and today I'm with the lovely Marta Hermans joining us from Brussels. Today the podcast will consist of two parts. In the first part we will chat with Marta about his career with ISAAC and in the second part we will talk about his volunteer project in Peru that has been unfortunately postponed due to corona. So let's jump into it. Maarten, can you introduce yourself so listeners can get to know you a little better?
1: Yes, of course. Um, Hello, everyone. My name is Maarten. Um, I am indeed currently in Brussels. I'm working here for uh, the national level of ISIC in Belgium. And previously I was in Antwerp. I'm still studying there as well. I'm studying my master's right now of economic policy. And yeah, that's about it. So
0: you're studying as well and you're doing a full-time job.
1: Yes, I'm like combining it, uh, like working and studying. Uh, so after my working hours, I try to study. Um, now, given the circumstances with COVID, it's a bit easier, of course, because everything is online and recorded. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't have a full course here that I'm taking, only 27 ECTS. But I really try to combine it the best way possible.
0: Wow, that's ambitious. Good for you. Um, So you're currently holding the MCVP FNL position, short for member, committee, vice, president for finance and legal. It's a pretty high position within Isaac because they operate on a national level. So for the listeners, he basically my boss. Um but you obviously had to start somewhere. So how did you join Isaac in the first place? And why did you join Isaac?
1: Um I joined Isaac in March 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Sometimes I don't know exactly which year it was. And the reason I joined was mainly because I I come from Husselt, which is a city in Lemurge, and I didn't have that many friends yet in in Antwerp. And I was really looking for a way to connect with people and to have something to do besides my studies. And Isaac seemed like the perfect opportunity to work on myself and also get to know more people and just have a nice experience besides my studies. So that's why I I chose to join Isaac in U-Antwerp. And I started there as a member in talent management and it, like, it was really nice. And so far, my experience has brought me now to indeed like my position as MCVP Finance and Legal.
0: And <clears throat> did you know anything about Isaac before you joined?
1: Um, no, like I, I've never heard about ISAC before because in, in Limburg or in Hasselt, we don't have ISAC uh, as we have it in other cities. So I never heard of it. Um, but then like I looked some things up after going to an info, info event and it was amazing like to me it felt like a really cool organization and like the goal that they're working on like really like um, persuaded me into joining them and that's why I chose to, <clears throat> to to choose for ISAC actually.
0: So our team did a pretty good job then.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they sure did yeah.
0: So you said that you were... Uh, a TM member, so team management, and now you're vice president of finance and legal, how did that come about?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's interesting, I know. Um, So like, as you know, like uh, both TM and finance, they're like the back office of an organization. Um, The one is focused on the HR and the other one is focused on the financial status. And given that, like fact, I was already working in back office before, so it wasn't, in fact, not that big of a jump to go from HR to finance, uh, because in the end, like, both of the back office areas need to support the front office and our operations. So it was, like, I did have to learn a lot because it was not the same, of course, but in the end, you're trying to, to boost the same thing together, which is the operations, of course.
0: <laughs> and do you need to have any experience at all? to apply for such a high position?
1: Um, I think starting at iSEC, you don't have to have any ex- previous experiences. You can join without any experience before, you just learn along the way. And I think that's the thing that you also need when you're applying for higher positions. Every time you apply for a higher position, you have the experience from before and that will help you to become uh, the person you want to be or you need to be to cover that position. So the knowledge will come uh, along its way and the experience with it as well.
0: So anyone can just join and develop those skills that you have to have for a, such a position.
1: Yeah yeah definitely. I think um being an Isaacer and being already an Isaac for 3 years it really showed me how how people can grow through Isaac and how they can learn uh, things about themselves and develop their skills without even knowing it. And also like it's still happening in a very nice and warm environment because you feel like <clears throat> you're doing everything with your friends. So yeah, that's really cool for me.
0: So it's it's really a place to to also like fail and they don't judge you. It's like trial and error.
1: Yeah, like one of our core beliefs is that you cannot grow without failure. So it's very important to to fail and to make mistakes because we offer an environment where you can make those mistakes and learn from them and then just try to do better the next time.
0: Oh, I love it. <laughs> so you said that you were a member at ISAQ Antwerp. What was it like? And do you have any good stories you would like to share with our listeners?
1: Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I have a lot of stories. <laughs> um, let me just think. Like, being part of Isaac in Uanturb is a really, like, it was so fun because it's such a nice environment. The people there are amazing and they, like, respect you and they help you in every sort of way that is needed. Um, for you to feel safe and comfortable as well, but also for you to just have fun. And I think, like, being a student organization as we are, uh, we are also affiliated with the university itself, and therefore we sometimes have to organize, like, uh, events such as a a contest. And, like... as T M, we were also responsible to organize all of those events and the projects, and it was really nice because we we always had so much fun because we had to go to the cellar somewhere another building, take out all of the the champagne from the boxes and put them in the cart, and then we had to walk through the whole city with the cart full of champagne to bring it to the event, <laughs> and like everyone was always looking at us, it. it was it was so funny, and we always felt a little bit ashamed because we were doing it like with this like this rolling cart from from, from, from the supermarket and. <laughs> Everyone was looking at us like, what the hell are they doing? But, yeah, it, it was so oh, funny. That's so funny. Like, and
0: wait, yeah. for our listeners, what is a contest exactly?
1: Um, so, like, it's, a, it's an event for students where they uh, come together and um, they just, actually, they drink a lot while singing and it's just an event to have fun. And it's,
0: it's a Belgium yeah. thing, right?
1: It's a b- very Belgian <laughs> thing, Yeah.
0: Um, So, what have you learned over the years by being a member of ISAC?
1: Oof. I learned so many things already. Um, I think... Like in the first place, the things I learned was um, to be more aware of myself about like what I am strong at and what I'm weak at. And that is because I was working together with other people that were maybe stronger or weaker in other parts. And they that way I could really see like, oh, so this is my strong asset that I can bring. And like I think like in general, um, more awareness of myself. Uh, It taught me. And then in second place, it also gave me a lot of confidence. Uh, Talking in front of a big aula and doing a shout or a sales talk to get members to join ISEC is something that you you do. And it gives you a lot of confidence. And yeah, it's something that you will take forward for the rest of your experience in ISEC. So confidence is definitely something that I gained. And in general, I think also, like, combining studies with an experience in ISIC always, like, shows you how things, like, how you can combine things, like, how you can work for an organization, but also how you can still do studies. So my, like, management skills, like, pl- like planning and also, like, just efficiency in, in, in my daily life, it def- definitely improved. And I think those are, like, very important skills that you learn in Isaac. Also working together with people with different opinions, like some soft skills, it's really, really important for your later career as well. And I think Isaac has really like helped me to provide that.
0: So Isaac really puts you on the spot. Like they are really trying to get you out of your comfort zone and they're helping you to develop new skills like you were saying
1: yeah exactly that's really nice I think sometimes you might feel a bit reluctant to like get out of that comfort zone but you really should like seize the opportunity and get out of that comfort zone because that's the way you're gonna learn and how you're gonna develop yourself
0: but they were not too pushy or
1: no like it's always important to push a little bit but they always respect your boundaries
0: well good for them showing respect to your members is always important um, so I heard that you're applying for MCP, it's short for Member Committee President. Why are you applying for this position and what are you hoping to get out of this position?
1: The reason that I am applying for MCP is because currently, um, I've, in the past I've seen some leadership uh, like leading IC in Belgium in a way that I was not really happy with. And the leadership that we have right now is very inspiring and motivates me to apply as well for the position. And I believe that given the way that she's leading the organization right now, um, gives me an opportunity to bring in my assets as well, because currently I believe that... In the organization, there is a little bit of like a lack of motivation and enthusiasm. And I think I'm the perfect person to bring that back because I'm quite happy and always like enthusiastic. I try to make people happy and to make them enjoy the experience. And I think that's the most important thing that you should have in an organization where you're part of. Like, you should be able to have fun. It's not only about working and doing things and learning, but it should also be a lot about having fun while doing that. And I think that's yeah, something- especially mm-hmm.
0: oh, sorry. especially now with Corona and everything going on, you need to keep your your members
1: engaged. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I just want to bring it back that like fun level as well to make sure that people enjoy their experience. So that's like maybe one of the reasons that I am applying, because I think there's many more. And because I also have some good ideas what I want to like do with the entity. Um, can you repeat like the second part?
0: Oh yeah, of course. My second question was, what are you hoping to get out of this mm-hmm. position?
1: I am hoping to at least have some of the ideas and and strategies that I have to implement them in a good manner to make sure that Isaac can grow and Isaac can become more sustainable in Belgium. And on the other hand, like for me personally, I think it will bring a lot of like leading or like managing qualities to me that I haven't like developed that much so far and especially because i'm going to be leading a team but also an entity um i think it's going to be like giving me a lot of opportunities to learn and to improve myself on a lot of different aspects and areas
0: but that's like a really big responsibility are you not like scared that if if you're doing something wrong of you're having you know you implemented something wrong mm-hmm. that you know, everything falls apart.
1: Mm-hmm. Of course, it's a, it's a scary thing to think about. And I have been in doubt of myself as well sometime from time to time. But I think that's like very normal when you're taking on a new position or when you're applying for a new position, because you can, if, you're, if you already know what's going to be expected and you already know what you have to do, then why would it be a new position? And that's something that you always have to take into t- your mind. Like when you're thinking of applying for something, of course, you're getting out of your comfort zone and you can make mistakes. But we're still in ISAC and ISAC gives you that environment to make mistakes. So make a mistake, learn from it and then improve it and make sure that you don't make the same mistake again and just make sure that you can improve along the road. So
0: wise words from my guys. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in the future, do you have any ambition to take on a role within Isaac International? And for our listeners, Isaac International is the highest uh, governing body.
1: Eh? <laughs> um... To be honest, I have not thought about that yet. Um but I'm not sure. Like, first let's see how this uh opportunity turns out to be because i'm still in the process of applying i have not yet been elected it still has to happen so i first want to see how this experience turns out if it's going to be nice or not nice um i'm (laughs) sure it will be nice but then like it's like a big difference it's a big step uh, because now i'm like i'm always have been in the same entity and then it would go like to a global level which is totally different so i'm not sure about that yet but we'll see what whatever uh, where, wherever the experience will bring me let's see.
0: well I think you just have to keep doing what you're doing now and I think you will do just fine um, so that was it for this part for all the listeners that are still with us thank you we appreciate it and let's jump into the next part of this podcast uh, where we will be talking about this project in Peru so first of all why did you choose Peru?
1: I chose Peru because um, I have, like, when I was in university, I've been studying Spanish for three years. And, um, like, last year in the, like, the semester of February to June, I was uh, on Erasmus in Spain. So I already got the, had the, like, opportunity to improve my Spanish. And I really wanted to improve my Spanish even more going to Peru. Uh, But then, of course, like uh, COVID happened and I got into lockdown in Spain and didn't learn that much Spanish anymore. And the project got canceled. But yeah, like like that was the biggest reason that I wanted to go to Spain and Peru to improve my Spanish. But also, uh, like I think Peru is a very nice country to travel, uh, like to travel in and to see different things. And yeah, that's also one of the things that like really pushed me to choose for Peru.
0: And can you tell me more about your project mm-hmm. like what will we be doing there or yeah like what what would the average day look like
1: The project that I was normally going to participate in um they like I had to give Uh, lectures or classes to to students like or like children actually uh, from 10 to 12 about sustainability and about recycling and all of those things like for example um, how you should use water and how to decrease the amount of water you use and all those like interesting things about the environment and about above that it was also it had to be in Spanish so that would be really interesting for me Exactly, that's a challenge. But I was really looking forward to this because um, I was going to like, learn some vocabulary that was really important to make sure that I can give those classes and lectures. And on the same time, I was improving and learning a lot of things for myself that I could take forward for the rest of my life. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and you're helping the children in such a good cause, mm-hmm. you know, sustainability. That's one of our prior things in Isaac. Exactly, yeah. <clears throat> so what were you looking to gain from this project? Learning Spanish. Of, of
1: course. course, learning Spanish is uh, was key. Um, but besides that, I also like I I think it's a very nice way to get myself like we said already before to get myself out of that comfort zone. You know, like to travel to a country in Latin America where, where you don't know anyone, where you have to live for some like six weeks alone with by yourself with a host family or something, and I think that would like be very like. Um, meaningful experience for myself to see how people live somewhere else and how they like do their daily lives.
0: Do you think that their lifestyle is very different from ours?
1: I think like lifestyle is a bit defined by your culture and like I think your the culture of course there is different than the culture here in Belgium, but in the end like we're all humans and all we do is eat sleep and. and drink so
0: we do we do the same things
1: (laughs) but we do it differently so
0: and so you already said that due to corona your project has been cancelled but obviously you had to prepare certain things beforehand right so how was Isaac involved in this
1: process Mm -hmm. um so yeah like after my experience in the in the executive board of Antwerp I told the person that was responsible for our operations that I was interested as well to to go on exchange and to go on a global volunteer with Isaac. And she immediately started helping me finding a project that suited my interests because I was very interested and I still am in sustainability and so on. And then they were trying to find me an adequate like project that was suited for me and I just started applying for the for the project and they helped me along the way as well with the communication with the entity there in Peru to make sure the communication was aligned and everything was clear and they also helped me to get to know like for example what kind of um uh injections I would need to get there like a vaccine I don't know if it's that exactly uh yeah Yeah, vaccines vaccines, and uh, like if I needed visa or not and they always gave me also like the right uh, links to websites where I can really find the information because as you know the internet is full of information and sometimes you can find conflicting information but they like gave me the right websites where with the right information that I always needed so that was really nice of them
0: Oh, so <clears throat> so they're really helping you to find a project that like it's it's not trying to scam you, you know, take your money and mm-hmm. then just bye bye.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Like uh, I think the, the most important thing to know about I say what we do is we, we are we are like globally an organization. We are everywhere, but the thing is that um, every entity decides which which like with which entity they want to work and I knew from previous experiences that, that from Isaac in enter working or Isaac in Belgium working with Peru that their experiences were nice and they were good so I knew it was going to be a good experience for me as well.
0: Um, and are you planning to stay in the country after your internship to travel?
1: Um, I was planning to... um go one week before my experience started to leave and to just like settle myself a little bit um and to see like the area where i was going to be and then like after the experience i wanted to stay there as well for two or three more weeks to just travel a bit around um yeah
0: and any specific sites you want to see like (laughs) Machu Picchu or the rainbow. I saw the. I saw an a picture today on Instagram. The rainbow, rainbow hills. Mm-hmm. I think they're called.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like it's very amazing. There's a lot of different sites, but like the thing of Peru is like it has a lot of interesting, touristic uh, or like uh, beautiful places that you can go to, but they're quite um, like distance from each other. Uh, But like for me, number one, of course, Machu Picchu. I think everyone who is going to Peru will go there. And the second one for me is uh, Lima because I I really like how the city is like built on like it looks a bit like it's built on the cliffs and it's very cool. And then there's a lot of different like uh, spaces and areas that I wanted to go to too. Like the I don't know, remember the name exactly, but there's like this city on on the lake that is like floating and it's very cool. Um, So, yeah, that's like a lot of...
0: Wait, hold up. A city that's floating on a lake? Yeah, like (laughs) they
1: build their houses on on something like bamboo or something. I'm not sure. And then they just float on on the lake. It's very cool.
0: I'm definitely going to check that out. Um, So my last question... um, it's not really, maybe not a really objective question to ask a fellow Isaacer. But would you recommend Isaac to your friends and fellow students and why or why not?
1: Hmm. Interesting. It's like a little sales talk, you know, to become a member. Um, I, would, yeah. <laughs> I would definitely recommend uh, to join Isaac uh, to my friends and, and family and the relatives that I have. Um, not just because I am part of the organization and because I think it's a good organization, but just because how I like, if I look at myself before I joined Isaac and I look at myself right now, I see there's a big difference in the person that I have become. Uh, not only that is like, for example, my personality has changed. I'm not saying that, but like, I learned so many things about other people and about myself. And I developed so many skills that I don't think that I was able to develop when I was just being a student and, doing like the student life things so i think isaac can bring that opportunity to you to really learn engage develop and i think that's the wonderful thing about isaac and
0: so well listeners you know what to do right (laughs) apply for isaac (laughs) so that was my last question thank you for listening to the isaac podcast I'm still Fabienne Smith, and today I was joined by the lovely Marta Hermans. Marta, is there anything else you would like to share or say to our lovely listeners?
1: Um, yeah, like I just wanted to say thank you for bearing with us through these uh, this podcast. I'm really glad if you're still listening, and if you have any questions, never be afraid to ask them.
0: Well, you can always follow him on Instagram under the name Marta H-R-M-N-S, and slide into his DMs to ask him any questions. And don't forget to share our podcast with your friends and family. And until the next time, bye! Bye.